You didn't hear it, but I just bowed, and uh, I came out of my muse cage for this, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, for those that don't know, Josh oh is an God. editor and a writer for press, but uh, we're getting on the mic to get a little bit of talking in. So myself, Phil Bolo, aka Sporting Phil's, we all know, and then my buddy James. How's it going? J- James Holis, aka Snotty Dripping, and it's funny how you you get the uh, game show voice the minute we get on the air, man. You were talking normally before, and all of a sudden now you sound like you sound like Guy Smiley from uh, from Sesame Street. You're the Street. guy who hated on your own intro from last week, so I'm putting on a little uh, a little Pat Sajak, you know. <laughs> You're the guy, yeah. It's Welcome me, Phil Bolo. Basketball talking. We're getting it in. All right, well. Well, speaking of getting it in, um, there's a lot of players who, are, who, as we approach the NBA playoffs, who are coming back from injuries, and these guys mean a lot to their uh, uh, the teams uh, that are coming back. Um, now, if there's going to be a list, uh, like if we just uh, want to start it this way, uh, like James, of all the guys we were talking about off air, like like who do you want to start out, uh, start off as the most crucial guy coming back? who has the most impact on his team. Okay, so Josh, that was that was how to not do a segue. <laughs> that was a my, my hey, look, man, Phil, you know you're my guy. Normally you you're like spot on with this one. That was like one of the weirdest segues ever. Um so yeah, before the show we were discussing like, you know, guys coming back who can make a difference in the playoffs. And we came up with a few names. Uh we know Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic him breaking his leg was has really hurt Portland. They lost the last couple of games. Derek Favors, he was a big part of uh, that defense in Utah. And even though they're still elite defensively, having that Twin Towers is like was a big deal. We, uh, we all know Kevin Durant, top two to three player. Um, who's shaking something back there? Shake. Yeah, uh, it's not me, man. Shaking. I don't hear anything. Josh. <laughs> Josh. Is someone making No, nah, no, nah, we're all good. <laughs> what are you guys implying right now? Do you have a shaker cup there? No, you have a shake. You have a shaker cup. Are you making a protein shake? Oh, um, Kevin, <laughs> no, I think we're. Kevin we Durant's coming back from. Uh, yeah, I, I heard some rattling. It don't matter. My bad. No, it's good. Good. Uh, Kevin Durant's coming back for Golden State. We all know. Uh, you know, recent MVP. Uh, he was having an awesome year before he uh, had a hyperextended his knee and had that bone bruise. And then Kyle Lowry, he had a hand problem. Yeah, right? wrist. Uh, Lowry's That's wrist problem. So. Yeah. Yeah, wrist. Oh yeah, he had like a loose bodies in his wrist, and he had to clean up or something. So, so um, and, and sure, we're talking different level, different levels of player here. Kevin Durant's MVP type. Kyle Lowry's an All Star. Favors um, never made All Star game, or, or he might have. Did he make one? I don't know. Either way, he's he's a good player, not really an All Star. And then Nurky because it's got that young gun count coming up. And don't forget the guy from Canada who's playing on the World Champs. I don't know who's that. Tristan oh yeah, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot about Tristan Thompson. Yeah, we're gonna bring him up too. So the question is, uh, like, we we know like in a in a vacuum, we say Kevin Durant's the most important. 
I'm going to say Tristan Thompson uh, would be the guy I list as the, the guy who has to come back and, and be effective for the Cavs to have the ultimate chance that they need. Right behind him, I'll say Nurkic. Yep. And it's all it's all relative, right? Um, because, sure, Portland's going to be the eighth seed, and we know they're almost cannon fodder for Golden State. I think adding Nurkic, it, it, it increases their chances from a 5% to like a 15% chance that they have an upset, which we know is not, you know, even 15 might be too high. Um, next, I'll say Kyle Lowry. If, if Toronto wants to have any shot against Cleveland and to go, you know, to actually advance deep, they need Kyle Lowry to be healthy. And Kevin Durant's like a luxury because it's funny. We watched Golden State struggle for so long when he went down the first week or two. They, they really, they struggled. They, that's what's so funny. I'm seeing the Golden State fans now doing the little happy dance. Ah, 13 in a row. I thought we were done. No, Golden State legitimately struggled. For a few yeah. weeks, right? I mean, the fact that they went like 50, 50, they went like six and six, whatever, for over a span, that's struggling for them. So, um, but when, yeah, they're, they're really balling right now. And once they get Kevin Durant, take him a cause minutes, it's going to be something, you know, we might see the best form of Golden State in the first round as he gets, as he comes back to, well, to, especially with Curry, how he's balling now, like his last 10 games, he's probably, you know, a top three player in the league at this point, like how he's just on fire. For sure. Now, a, a quick aside. Let me ask both of you this then. I'm mm-hmm. gonna start with you, Josh. Because um, we want the, we want to hear your answer too. But just from what we've seen of Steph Curry last couple of weeks, he's been he's been lights out. Would you consider him? Where do you consider him in the MVP race? Like, let's be real. Golden State has the best record in the West. They're still gonna win 68 games. Um, I think they're on pace of 68 68 wins, which is amazing. Uh, he's playing like Steph Curry of last season right now. Uh, you know, so. It just in the in the hierarchy somewhere. Where do you have him in your MVP ladder? And then let's hear your answer for those those players. Okay, so he's he's not top four. I can tell you that <laughs> right away. Um, and it's not because he's not great, and he is the two-time defending MVP. Uh, it's because Kevin Durant is the best player on his team, and I that just it just takes it down a notch for me. I get that he's Steph Curry. I get that he. You know, he's back on a roll now, has the ball in his hands more, seems to be a bit more comfortable, you know, but KD will come back and they'll reintegrate and when they need huge shots in the playoffs, you know, if Steph gets it, that's fine, that's great, but they're going to be giving it to KD. He's one of the best ISO players, if not the best ISO player in the game. Uh, and honestly, I'm I'm going to be completely honest with you here. If Kevin Durant uh, had not been injured and had played this whole season, I might have considered him in my top four. He might have been... You know, ahead of, oh man, I don't know. Like the defensive work he was doing this year combined with his scoring and fitting in on a brand new team and that team still being by far the best team in basketball, it just launches him right into that MVP discussion. So for Curry, who, you know, stepped up again and took his team back under his wing and all that kind of stuff, I I, I don't know, man. He's outside top four. That's all I can really tell you. I haven't considered it that much because... I'm having a hard enough time with those original four, <laughs> so uh, he's on, he could probably be fifth. I could see him as fifth. There's definitely an argument for him, but there's an argument wow. for, I mean, multiple players this year. Once you get outside of that top four, it starts getting a bit nitty gritty. I mean, even Demar Derozan on the Raptors, he's having a year that's comparable to Kobe's year when he was 27. So you know, and nobody's talking about that. Uh, yeah, I've seen that, but that's let's. This is context oh, needed. We, sure, we know he's sure. no Kobe. Um, 
So, so let me and let me make sure when you say top four, you mean Russ, Harden, yeah, Braun, and Kawhi. Four. And it's not a two man race. Don't let anybody tell you it's a two man race now. Oh, Except, yeah, it is. We're gonna have to talk about that. Only because, uh, only because, uh, we'll, we'll uh, uh, how the voting's going down. It's a two man race. It's garbage. Now nah, we'll we'll come back mm-hmm. to that. So uh, I'm sorry, I stepped all over. The, I stepped all over uh, Phil's question. So Phil was asking, and I already gave my answer about you know give give us those those out of those injured players we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. We we're talking about five of them. What what's the, what's the order of importance? Order of importance. Uh, I mean Thompson. I feel like Thompson would be more important if his injury wasn't. You know, it's just, it's a thumb injury. It's a sprained thumb. He'll come back pretty soon. I'm not that worried about it. He's very vital to that team, though. Of course. Um, a team that plays small a lot anyway and isn't great on the boards. He's the only big that can play defense. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll need him in the playoffs. They just, they will. They need him. But I'm not that worried about him. He'll come back. Uh, I guess then Kevin Durant. But he's he's kind of hard, right? I mean, they, they can afford the luxury of waiting for him to return. Um, they could They could play the... Trailblazers in the first round and not need him at all. So I know he wants to get back out there and all that, but if if he, I, I wouldn't rush him back at all. Um, so let me ask both. Let me ask real quick. Let me ask both you guys this. Let's say, I mean, who in the West do they quote unquote need Kevin Durant to beat? Especially how they look lately, right? They they're beating the brakes off of everybody right now yeah. without Kevin Durant. So uh, I mean, do you think that that he needs to come back? Let's say for the West Conference Finals. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think he needs to come back for that. Uh, you know, depends who it is, but I, I, yeah, I think by the time they get there, I mean, the only real problem with the Warriors, if you can call it a problem, is their lack of bench depth. Um, I mean, they still have three other all-stars, potentially the defensive player of the year in Draymond Green. Um, and, you know, Steph Curry, one of the best players in the game. Clay Thompson, one of the best two-way players in the game. Uh, so I honestly, I, if I'm them, I'm looking forward to getting Durant back in the second round at the latest, um, just to get him, you know, get him back into the zone, get him warmed up again. What you, you know, yeah, you yeah, I know, way. but I mean, I just, I just, yeah, as far as back to being Kevin Durant. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, at the very latest, I wouldn't worry about that. I know he's coming back, but he has that whole mentality of, I hate sitting, I hate sitting. He's one of those kind of guys. He's one of the best players. He wants to be out there. He, you know, it's one of those. He's just in one of those kind of situations. But I, I always get concerned when players. It feels like they're rushing back. And now he has had some time to recover. So I'm not too worried about it. His injury wasn't nearly as bad as we thought it might be. Um, so that's fine. But players that rush back, it, it rarely doesn't. You know, it rarely goes well. We saw what happened to Wes Matthews. That's a different scenario. But he was a player who rushed back, came back extremely quickly. And you know, we haven't heard heard much about him this past season. I mean, it's funny you say that because Wes Matthews actually rounded back into form around January. But yeah, he did rush back. Um, I, I, I'll say this to give Golden State their props that they they are on the cutting edge of the uh, the healthcare and using the uh, biometrics <sighs> and stuff. So I'm pretty sure that they you know plus they know they just they just invest all this money and yeah. time into Kevin Durant and. And stealing him away from his his incumbent team over the course of a season, which is the worst <laughs> thing I ever heard. But yeah, I don't think I don't think they're rushing back. What do you think, Justin? Phil, shout out Cavs Canada. Pulling that in. Sorry, sorry, oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> what do you think? 
I mean, both you guys really, both you guys really get on my nerves. So, okay. so I, like, I confuse you guys. So, what do you think, Phil? Um, I'm really gonna get on your nerves because I don't think it's that much of a cakewalk. I think if you get Nurkic back, I actually think Portland gives them a run without without no. KD. So I think that's why they gotta bring them back. I, no, I like this team. I, I like their big wings. Okay, look, I, I'm, I'm. So hold on, I'm, I want to make sure I get this straight. You're saying right now Portland without Nurkic gives them a run, no, or no, Nurkic no. has to come back. And, yeah, yeah, and no. without you say you're saying with Nurkic and without Kevin yeah, Durant yeah, being 100, yeah, yeah. percent they give him a run. Uh, yeah, exactly. So if that's the case, because uh, for a few reasons, I I think Nurkic and his passing really allows them to maximize both CJ and and Lillard. Like they're great with the ball, but it's great when they can pass it in and pass it back out. And when you can have Nurkic keep them honest, like he's just such a good passing big. He can he can block enough. Now, sure he's not really fast. I think next year's Nurkic is going to be better when he's able to drop like 10, 15. Mm-hmm. Like like he admits he's overweight. But when you look at those forwards, like like if I was to design a team I'd want to play against Golden State, I'd want a bunch of lanky forwards who can shoot like i like mo harkless i like aminu i like evan turner coming back look maybe he can't shoot but he can play defense he can pass there's um there's crab you you have a this is a deep team and 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 even if you don't play nurkic uh you can play myers leonard i know james you hate the guy but he's a he's seven one he can shoot threes i mean <laughs> but he stinks sure sure but 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 the thing is he shouldn't have to play uh that many minutes in the system and and when you look at it Draymond Green is kind of wasted in that series. You're not going to put him on Nurkic. He's just going to get in foul trouble in the first half. And then and then after that, you basically have, have Lillard, who, who if they're looking at, at the blueprint of how you play Golden State and looking how Cleveland did it uh, 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 with a big, bulky point guard in Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, you, you do kind of a similar game. You have, you have C.J. McCollum, who, who while he's shorter than uh, than Clay Thompson, I don't think Clay Thompson is much of a back-to-the-basket game. I'm not overly worried about that. And then you just have the incredible depth and youth. Uh, uh, they're one of, if not the youngest team in the NBA, and they have a bunch of bigs, bunch of wings, and a bunch of guards, and can shoot. At, sure, they're bigs outside of uh, outside of Leonard can't shoot. But I just don't think this is the, this is a team uh, that can be walked over. Listen, if Nurkic doesn't come back, I'm actually scared that Denver doesn't jump over them, because I, I like I think in terms of a team that needs the return most, I think Nurkic is number one on there. Because like 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 I think long term, obviously Tristan makes makes a ton of sense in the finals. But I think Fry's playing well enough for now. Uh, 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 KD obviously adds that firepower, but uh, but they're cooking right now. But but Portland with and without Nurkic to me is a huge difference. It's playoffs or lottery. So so let me ask you this: what so without Nurkic, what chance you give them? Give me a, a percentage. What chance oh. you give them of beating of upending Golden State? Uh, 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 does Golden State have KD in this? Uh, like. Oh, I mean, KD's coming back Saturday. They're going to have KD no matter what. So we keep saying like yeah, yeah, without yeah, KD, yeah. we just mean KD without it, him being full it, strength. It it's minimal. I'll say five to ten to be nice. <laughs> okay, so with Nurkic, what do you think they have? Twenty. That's why I mean, I guess this, this is where you know this is the good thing about having this kind of d- debate because like, sure, he makes a difference like that. He doubles their chance, but the chance is still so minuscule. Does it really? Is that as important? Cause when I said Tristan, I just mean they need him healthy. And 100%. Because what's their goal? If they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, they're a failure. They got to win a championship. They got to at least get to the finals and compete for a championship. For sure, for sure. Right? So for them to do that, they need. I, that's why I think Tristan is most important because that's the biggest goal out of all the teams we're talking about right now, other than, of course, Golden State. And Golden State already, we know when healthy, they're the favorite, I think. Do we all agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I hear they have to be. Right. So I, uh, uh, only looking at the defense or lack thereof that. 
that Cleveland's been pushing lately. Um, and that's why I say Tristan definitely has to be like, he has to be back to that, you know, glass eating, catching all the lobs, sure-handed kind of big man again, you know, even shot blocking. And well, if he's not that, he's then. finally back, so it's becoming interesting that way. He's been hitting his. Yeah, but he's, you know. I like Jared Smith. I, I really I, like him against Golden State, whatever. Like, like, he, like, like he's definitely one of my X factors in that series. So it's funny though. Um, I always say I keep saying Portland is kind of like if you squint, you can see the outline of a. They try to kind of emulate Golden State. Um, they just you know they got Evan Turner instead of Andre Iguodala, and that that's not a that's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay, so you said the most important is Nurkic, and then who's next? And then after that, I mean, really to me, it has to be. It has to be Lowry then, just because I don't let like I like I think a him coming back he uh, they need that firepower because it's gonna be so tough to beat Cleveland. But b he needs to come back more than KD has to come back in time uh, because of, of the new additions. He hasn't played with Ibaka and hasn't played with PJ Tucker. And as much as those guys are consummate professionals, I think they'll play well. I don't think it's gonna be as easy as we think to to get give those shots back to Lowry. I think Abaka's enjoyed the uh, the added offensive, you know, you know push he's had. Like uh, Corey Joseph's not going to take away those shots, and I think it's not it's not going to be quite as easy. Like I think he had to rush back. Personally, KD, um, uh, kind of like what Josh was alluding to, I, I wouldn't be bringing him back right now. Uh, I'd be like, you can play a little bit in game one. I'm not really worried about that. I get I guess the thing with with KD. The reason they want to get him back as soon as possible, which even though I, I, I'm pretty sure they took because they were showing like filming him just shooting around and looked pretty comfortable like mm-hmm. a week ago. So I'm pretty sure they could have brought him back before. I think the thing with them is they, they realized they got to kind of establish some kind of rhythm with him because it took a while for them to, to settle down once he was out, well, a week or two for them to actually start, okay, this is this yeah. is who we are now without KD. And I think we also saw what they lost, what, like opening night. They kind of started off not slow, but they, you know, they weren't really in sync when KD first got there. So now they have time under the belt. They want to get him back integrated. My, my thing was this. I don't – I agree with what you said, Josh, about uh, how um, he's he's the best player on that team. But we see there – I think they're at their best when they're just running that pick and roll with Steph Curry and letting Steph Curry do his thing. They look better now without KD than almost, almost any stretch, you know, any extended stretch they look during the season. Sure, they were fine this year. You know, that's not trip. They were they you no know, sixty eight yeah. wins, nothing to sneeze at. But I think a lot of times we all saw with KD there, they would get up big, and then like I guess they go straight to the bench, and for whatever reason, mm-hmm. teams would get back into it. A lot, not you know, they blew some teams out, but you know we saw that a lot, and now they look a lot more decisive. They look uh, almost yeah, almost like intimidating again to other teams, I guess. So. That's interesting to see for them. I'm I'm, I'm yeah, still waiting I, for that Steph Curry, Kevin Durant pick and roll. They haven't done too much of that, you know. I'm waiting for that kind of thing. It'd be in I the really playoffs, think, like. I think Steve. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Steve yeah. Curry's keeping that in his back pocket. You don't want to give no, the yeah, team too I'm, much footage. I'm right? excited for that though. Him, I, so. I I think he's got you know that, and then I'm sure he's got some other stuff up his sleeve that involves um, Durant and Curry working a bit more in tandem. I I want to see that. Yeah, uh, and not just that we haven't seen too much of the we haven't seen too much of the death lineup either. So I'm pretty sure, you know, yeah. Once they get deep into the playoffs, they'll be unleashing a lot more. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh, so uh, when we're talking about Lowry, K-Low. Um, I want you to break this down. 
uh, uh, A, are they bringing him back too, uh, too fast? Is this perfect time? And how do you think he syncs with the rest of the Raptors who are kind of cooking right now? Okay, well, let me say this. I would normally be super worried. Uh, full disclosure, I am a Raptors fan. I'm Canadian. I'm currently living in Toronto. Get at me. But, uh, yeah, last night he came back. He had 27 points, 5 boards, 10 assists, 56% shooting. That's not too bad for a guy who hasn't played since the All-Star break. Um, it, yeah. That's freaking awesome. He played, and he played, he played almost 42 yeah. minutes. And let me say something to all those people who are like, oh, DeRozan, he didn't play well. This is terrible because now they're out of sync. Okay, let's be real. DeRozan just had a bad game. It wasn't because of Lowry at all. Those two actually worked really well together. They, I don't think, they don't lose their dynamic. Uh, the two, they, and not only are they just, you know, have been teammates for quite a while now, they're, they're also friends, you know, and it works better when you have a good relationship with a guy. It helps even more in terms of coming back and things like that. So he was fantastic when he came back. I, I'm a little more relieved now than I was before because Lowry's done this, you know, this has happened to him the past few years where he's been injured or just gotten back from an injury going into the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, he's he's been terrible. He's just he hasn't been very good. Now, last year, they went a few rounds deep, and, you know, he slowly seemed to kind of get back to form, and he was, like, maybe, like, 70% of Kyle Lowry at, like, his best, but he was never um, at full health. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little, I'm still a little cautious, but uh, last night was, like, great to see. I'm really happy that he looks like he's doing really well, and he was really active. He was around. He was making steals. He was all up in guys' faces. Um so yeah, is it possible though that like like maybe this minor wrist injury allowed him to rest some other injuries, and so it may have almost worked in his favor? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean for... that that's definitely possible. I mean, who knows what else is going on in the long course of the season? And getting a rest like that, you know, since February, he he's had a long time to, you know, to sit around and recover and do his thing. So. I mean, it's a good it's a good break, I guess. Um, I'm glad that it wasn't something worse. It was a wrist injury, so that's definitely something you know. It's not like a vital, super vital thing. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. Oh. Okay, but for real, like like the important question: mm-hmm. How does he mesh out the Baca and Tucker? Uh, do you think this is a seamless thing, or do you think I've got a point with? I don't know how well Ibaka is going to do with getting less shots because because he, he he looked like they went to him a bunch without him and so like how they how, how is that all going to work out in your mind? Uh, yeah, they definitely went to Ibaka more uh, once he got there just because they had those shots at the time and it's not like it it might have seemed like it just from the eye test or whatever but DeRozan's usage percentage without Kyle Lowry did not go up like a ton. It went up like a little bit, so he was already taking those bunch of shots. It it's just that his shot difficulty went up uh, pretty substantially, and he was already taking difficult shots before that. That's just the kind of shots he takes. Um, but as for meshing, I think Tucker will be fine. I think he's the kind of guy that you know he's just an energy guy. He's out there. He'll do exactly what you ask him to. He's a professional. He's been in the league for a while. Um, you know what you really need him out there for is defense. With Ibaka, it might be a bit harder um, because he is a good offensive player and he knows it. Um, but what the Raptors really do need him for is rim protection. They got him because they're trying to make a playoff push. They got him because LeBron James is in Cleveland and likes to go to the rim 
and is having a tough time this year with free throws. So, uh, you know, that's his number one role in the playoffs will be protect the rim. When LeBron comes to the rim, you know, either block him or foul him, stop him any way you can, um, and and that kind of thing. But I, I don't I don't know. It might be kind of tough for him, but Lowry is also the kind of guy who likes to find his bigs um, when they're open. So, you know, I could see a lot of um, pick and pops that might work, um, that kind of thing. I, I Honestly, I think that Ibaka will, he knows it's Lowry's team, so I think I think they will end up meshing pretty well. Yeah, I was going to actually say I, that I think that that's the thing about Ibaka, right? Sure, he, he likes to shoot, and we saw in OKC that when he asked to be like the third option, for some reason he started grumbling a little bit. I think that was just more of a situation, though, where he was just kind of over it. Um, and it's time to move on. They need a fresh start anyway. But so, um, yeah, he's, he's going to catch and shoot or he's going to roll to the hoop and, and try to dunk or do a little flip shot. He's, he doesn't like dominate the ball, dominate the action. So I think he's the perfect fit. And, and that's what I like about Kyle Lowry. He gets other guys going first. He knows he can get his offense anytime. He, you know, he, 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 he looks for, that's why the Rosen works so well with him. That's why I think he look he looked so good in, in, uh, Los Angeles instead of Chris Paul. I think he'd make them a little more dangerous because he he has no problem ceding control to Blake Griffin, and then you know he has a he's a more uh, offensive minded guy than 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 Chris Paul necessarily is. So I think uh, perfect fits. PJ Tucker, like you, you know, PJ doesn't even need the ball. He's going to just hustle and scrap and make life miserable for everybody else. Uh, Serge, pick and pop, pick and rolls. Uh, don't ask him to make decisions because he's a slow, you know, he's a terrible decision maker. But and block shots. That's all you want Serge to do. I think this team, this is the team, I think, out of all the teams in the East that can challenge yeah. Cleveland. But, uh, uh, but they probably won't <laughs> because it's LeBron James. Um, okay, uh, I will pull it back to the West there, James. Uh, when we're talking about Derek Favors, because we didn't give him too much light, uh, uh, this is a guy who's been kind of looking pretty good for a while, and, and the Jazz has been rolling, Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert, you know, Hayward's been looking good. Hood's been looking good when he can stay on the floor. Hill's coming back. Like, if he's day to day favors, and, and let's just knock a wooden stay and, and say he can keep it. Do you think that this is like, like, because I know we said it kind of at the start of the season. Now, do you think this is a team uh, that could potentially be that kind of uh, that dark horse um, against a team like Golden State, uh, uh, considering their roster? Yeah, I said at the end of last year, or coming into this season, that you know they were going to be deep. I thought they'd be a top four team in the West. People laughed at me. Uh, I also said that they have a shot just for the way they looked last year against Golden State. Uh, I think maybe one of them was a blowout, but they played them really, really close. I think a couple games. When I say close, they like they lost by like ten a couple games. They they can control the tempo a little bit and and slow Golden State down. But that was before Kevin Durant, of course. Um, so as far as being a dark horse, if we're going to say teams who have a chance of, of beating Golden State, I think that the Jazz with Rudy Gobert, and that, that's the thing, though. I think they need a Derek Favors to also back him up, you know, play beside him and back him up so they always have, like, you know, elite rim protection kind of in the game. Without Derek Favors, that kind of changes everything. So it's funny because we talk about Kevin Durant being a luxury that Golden State ne- didn't necessarily need, but the fact that they have it makes them even more deadly. Derek Favors would be that luxury for for Utah, but the fact is, like, I think they're kind of they almost play better without him because I don't know him and if him and Rudy Gobert 
as much as they love that for you know defensive purposes, I don't know long term if that's going to be the answer anyway. So um, he'd be nice for them to have in the playoffs. I do think that they could probably challenge Golden State and give them a hard time, at least beat them up a little bit. But let's be real. Um, I, I think for that team, Derek Favor is not as important as, say, a healthy George Hill and Rodney Hood. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I think that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So uh, are there any injury guys that we didn't mention there that are coming back or that we didn't give enough love? And we can think of just before we, uh, we flip it up here. Three, two, one, no. All right, so uh, uh, this is the part that uh, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Um, uh, uh, in the NBA, we talk about all sorts of stuff like first team, second team, you know, defense, all NBA, everything. But uh, uh, we thought it would be kind of cool to come up with, and, 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 and James, tons of props for you. These are your two ideas, the all-intangible team and the all. Thank you. I wanted, I wanted to make sure we clarify we didn't do anything. <laughs> this is all me. Man, I, I didn't even need to so, say that. And you, and you, so and you, guess what, uh, Phil? Phil, yeah, buddy. you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you being my friend, buddy. All right, let, uh, let's stop the pleasantries. So we got the all-intangible t- team and the all-agitator team. James, because these were your decisions, which one do you want to start with? Um, let's just do the all-intangible team. Every team needs that guy, that glue guy. Um, he might not, show, it might not show up in the box score. We'll call this the Bruce Bowen Awards. Nice. Because we know that Bruce Bowen, uh, he he learned how to shoot the corner three, but otherwise, offensively, he was almost useless. Uh, but he held those early San Antonio teams together. He was kind of the, he did it all, the dirty work, and he took the toughest perimeter assignment. So we'll call that the Bruce Bowen, uh, the Bruce Bowen Award. Um, and so for my all intangible team, let's let's do a round robin style. I'll go with my center first. How about that? And for my center, I'm gonna go with Cody Zeller. Uh, it's funny. I, a lot of people were telling me today, we were discussing why Charlotte missed the playoffs. And somebody spoke up and says, well, it's hard to make the playoffs when your starting center misses 20, you know, however many games. And I'm like, it's Cody Zeller. He's, this is the thing. He's, he's a fine defender. He's, uh, I think he's averaging like 13 and 6 this year, which is nothing, you know, it's nothing to write home about. But he, he holds that team together defensively. Uh, him rolling to the hoop, hoop and he has a nice little uh, you know, 16-footer. He can shoot the little jumper. He's a smart player. He's great at defending the pick and roll. Um, so yeah, he's a, he might be averaging thirteen and six, but he is vital to what they do, which is a blessing and a curse. Because I say this: if you're paying uh, Kemba Walker, Batum, and like uh, what Marvin, uh, oh MKG, a total of almost fifty million dollars a year, the fact that your backup five million dollars, your five million dollars center who'd be a backup a lot of places is the key to your team, means your team is built terribly. So. <laughs> I, I still give it to Cody Zeller. That's my center. Uh, Josh, who you got? Who's your my center? center? Uh, snap. I I thought we were going by picks. <laughs> so yeah. my bad. I have a I have a, uh, I got a small board for you. differently in your thing, James. <laughs> yeah, because uh, no, I thought you you, you sent out the no, you dude, sent out the email. You and you said we're gonna we're all gonna argue over. You them. wrote this and 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 you wrote your center. I'm power forward. Josh got small forward. And uh, then you, got and then you came later and you told me, do I need to read this on air? I'm going to read this on air. No, nah, we're going to read this on air. Because you, you came back and said, let's I'm all play and we're going to go an hour. I'm trying to defend Josh. I might need it. So, so let me ask you Let me ask you this, Phil. Oh, Phil, let me ask yeah. you this. Do you, ha- do you have them all? This is a, this is a real question. This is a real question. Don't leave me hanging, Phil. I've got a, is it just me? Phil, I, I've got a power forward right now. Phil, did you pick all of yours, or did you just pick the ones I, I asked you? You to pick? picked the I picked the ones you asked me to pick. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I, I swear right here it says 
Huh, that's weird. I lost in translation. Right. I say we. I, I hey, see. I see. I say pick your teams and talk it out. Even then, it will be playing long easy. I see that right there. So that's what I thought. And I, then I said, want to go an hour? I'm cool with it. I thought that's what we were doing. But you're Canadian, so your words mean different <laughs> stuff. So, um, so I go center. My center is Cody Zeller, and we'll go as a, as we talked about Ooh. in the pre-production, which all that was is a group DM for like five minutes. So Phil. You roll with the power forward in our all intangible team. My power forward is Taj Gibson of the OKC mm. Thunder. I think it's nice. I, I think as soon as you added him, that added another depth, um, and it totally changed the culture there. Like I think him instead of Sabonis was massive. He he's been massively important for the Chicago Bulls teams for a long time. Um, it, you know his, his athleticism has obviously waned, but his defensive intangibles got a little bit of a jumper. And, and he's just that guy that you definitely want on both sides. And he doesn't make too many mistakes. So Taj Gibson, OKC Thunder, going to be in the playoffs this year. He's my intangible dude. That's a great pick. And I want to say that I think Russell Westbrook really needed him out there. Um, he, he really solidified at that starting five. And he has nice little he's nice little relief valve for Russ with that little 18-footer he hit. So that's a great yeah, pick. Yeah, I'm happy to see him back on a team where at least, at least he's getting to be seen more on TV. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's doing. It's not no, like he's right, doing man. a lot. He was wasting away. Like, he, he, yeah, he was yeah. wasting away in Chicago. Though. Yeah, he was wasting away in Chicago as a bench guy. Yeah, I mean, and he's like he's fun to watch, right? He goes out there, sometimes comes off the bench, sometimes starts, but he always gives you a little offense. He's just he's he's fun to watch. He, he you know he lots of like put back dunks every once in a while. You see those, and it's just exciting. I will say this. I will say this though. Zach Zach Randolph made oh. him his. Uh, he made him his his manservant. <laughs> he was wearing him out, and they had to bring in they had to bring in our boy uh, Nick Collison. So hey, go ahead, Josh. Uh, you take the small forward in our all intended. So far, we got Cody Zeller, Taj Gibson. All right, you might love forward. this or hate this, but I was on a similar wavelength, I guess, with you with Charlotte because I picked Nicholas Batum for my small forward. Uh, and I know that he he you know he scores okay. a bit more. He puts up good numbers. He's a fifteen six and six guy, um, but he's not he's never out there wowing you. You don't watch them. Is he not making too much money to make this? I mean, I mean, look. that's what I was thinking. I, I see Josh. No, hold on, Josh. He threw you under the bus. He <laughs> threw you under the bus right now because I wasn't going to say anything. But I'm like, you know what? He just signed a, a like a hundred yeah, but I mean, dollar deal. Hey, would you? When, when, but who watches the Hornets and they go, "Wow, Nicholas Batum, he's really holding like you know, he's really holding this team together." I can't wait to see him put up his 15, 6, and 6. Like, nobody even, like, people will look at his page on Basketball Reference and go, those are his numbers? Oh, he's he's pretty good. Like, because nobody really notices him when he's out there. Every few moments he has, you know, one of those instances where you go, oh, yeah, Nicholas Batum. And then he kind of fades away again because he just goes out there and he's like the epitome of a good role player and a grinder, and he just does the same thing. Okay, so all our listeners out there, um, it's at how... Evolution. How evolution. Yes, it. Evolution. That's the way to pronounce it, by the way. It's not how, how evolution, evolution. It's how evolution. Because it is now. Well, yeah. He's just said that he wants to know who watches Charlotte because he says, and he says that Batum's not worth 120 <laughs> mil. So, so. Uh, and you were yeah. So have, a, cool have a talk with him. About like that. on that exact same team. Uh, like I think uh, you could have uh, grabbed Kid Gilchrist. Too. Yeah, I, I like thought about him. Role. See, but that nah. that's a little better. Yeah. So I, I'll tell you who I had. I had Aminu or, or I had uh, Iggy, but Iggy probably is a little mm. too high profile too. So that's a good pick. It's not, yeah, he's a good player. He and he, like you said, I think that's the problem in Charlotte is that he actually is a he should be a third yeah. wheel 
He should be your third banana, yeah. not your second That's banana. True. He's your second banana there. Is Amino with so um, uh, I'm, I'm a three? Uh, is Amino with three this year, um, or is Harkless more that? Uh, yeah, he uh, plays. He plays. Amino. Well, no, I think Amino plays the small ball. Him and Harkless both play small ball, small uh, small ball power yeah. forward more. But I, Amino's that he's that he can go both and he shoots threes and he can defend. You know, I think anywhere from two to four. Yeah. So that's why I would have put him in there. Um, shooting guard on our all intangible team. I'm gonna go Joe Johnson. He's past his prime. He's on a great deal yeah. in Utah, um, but he, he's out there playing. He's out there playing small ball power forward, uh, and he's still out there. It. I love it. Yeah, he's still out there doing ISO Joe stuff and getting buckets. And and he's he's just a he's a canny vet. He just knows he knows how to play ball. So that's my shooting guard on the all intangible on all intangible team. Nice. And I got uh, point guard, and I wasn't sure which way to go with this, but um, it was tough for me. Uh, like is. Is Ricky Rubio too high on this list? Because I wasn't sure. Because like I don't think he he's that Nick Batum level. But I think Ricky like is he too uh, too good of a player? Do you think like does he count? Mm. Um, what, what do you say, Josh? I think I think so. I think he's because uh, I think we 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 probably have him as a top fifteen point guard, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. You could you can use you no know what he's on a he's on a team that stinks, so you can yeah. use him. I mean, obviously you know, like the last couple of weeks he's been like on a fire, right? But like it doesn't matter because his team's not gonna make the playoffs. So you know, it's kinda like garbage time of the year, but he's suddenly caught fire. I don't know. Rubio is like I'm not one of those people that bows at the altar of Ricky Rubio, but one, he is adorable. And two, I mean, he he's 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 solid. You know what's so funny? I think basketball tw- Basketball Twitter likes him so much. Uh, oh yeah, adorable. absolutely. He's a handsome young. He's a handsome fellow, and I think all the all the basketball Twitter guys love him because they wish they kind of were him. And then all the all the basketball Twitter women love him because he's a handsome guy. He's a good yeah. player. Yeah, he's good. He's but he's gotten he's gotten a leash longer than almost any other player. We're, he's in year seven or eight now, and people are still like, I think he's figuring out how to yeah. shoot. Yeah, he's gonna he, so, yeah. Like a real point guard. I mean, uh, okay, yeah. I just didn't want to be Corey. I, 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 sorry, Corny, because I didn't want to pick Corey Joseph. Because like, like for me, he. I was gonna, I was gonna pick. Uh, no, go ahead. Tell, tell yeah. us about Corey Joseph a little bit. I'll tell you who I was gonna pick after. Well, that. I was just saying Corey Joseph because he's that dude who filled in for Lowry not, like like re- really well. I mean, he's on a decent contract. I think he's making like seven per, mm-hmm. and he's a guy who doesn't mind like like playing the back role. He plays good defense. He he's he's a better shooter. Than I think people give him credit for. And uh, okay, so we're, I think we're kind of we're uh, we're we're in, the, we're in the last five minutes. We're almost hitting crunch time here. So I'm going to tell you who per 36 minutes. My point guard was this guy. He averaged nine points. He averaged four rebounds, nine assists, and only 2.6 turnovers per 40 per 40 uh, per 36 minutes. Who who do you guys think it is? NATO. He's averaged nine four nine per 36. Shooting forty six percent from the floor. It's uh, TJ McConnell. Uh, so before you before you laugh, I know Philly was a terrible yep. team this year, but they actually were one of the better defensive teams in the league. And I, since like halfway through December, they were actually a, a real tough defensive defensive team. Even once Embiid went down, like, like, <laughs> like, like, like right Is he a pretty boy? Like, like, yeah. TJ McConnell, a pretty boy. Well, he's, he's got that hairline that kind of. Come, I don't know. Nah, he looks like a <laughs> dork. Um, but the point is like. Hey, he had the game winner against uh, the game winner against uh, New York, and him and Embiid had that moment screaming yeah. each other's face. That's just he's. Hey, I, 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 that was my pick for the for the intangible point guard. All right, and and 
uh, just to make you happy, James, uh, 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 just to add another, uh, because uh, your Zeller uh, went without competition. Um, I was thinking this whole time, and I'm throwing a, a Deadmond up. That was actually my other choice. Yeah. I was thinking him or Deadmond, so that's a good choice, too. Um, who's up Who's up next for the set? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to the next category. So, everybody, ha- every team has that guy that, that the whole league loves to hate. They have the guy that if he's on your team, you love him, and you're like, ah, oh, he's not he's not dirty. He just plays aggressive. But he's that guy that, uh, that you know, if there's a tech being called, a double tech, it's going to be him getting the double tech. If one of your guys gets fouled hard, he's the guy going to go out and, and hammer the other, the, the you know, the get, get retaliation on the other team. This is our all-agitator team. Um, who do, who's up first for the all-agitator team? Who's up first to get the That would be me. Uh, we had, yep. Josh, Josh take, take All it, right. Josh. This is going to be the last time that this guy is on an all-anything team, and it's Joakim Noah. Um, he always manages to annoy other players all the time, and he annoys me all the time, and I kind of love him for it, but I also hate him for it, one of those kind of things. Uh, he's got lots of heart and hustle. He's not afraid to speak out or make color, colorful comments. He's also broken. Dude, he's, the dude's been doing it forever. He used to call it LeBron's heat all the time when he was on the Bulls, when he was actually good. Um, but he seems like a great teammate and a great locker room guy. So it's one of those, you know, you hate him when he's on the other team, but you love him when he's on your team. Um, so, you know, shout out to Noah because, you know, he's wasting away in New York. And, I mean, his contract is like, just looking at it makes me kind of sick. So I'm sorry. You said he's doing what in New York? He's wasting away. He's I mean, I mean, not like he's wasting his talent away. I mean, he's like physically wasting away. He is crumbling. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's just in his twilight years. Well, no, he's not. The, the, the drugs are keeping him together. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Did you see those free throws recently? He just missed the basket by like ten feet. He can't I'm even. So he can't even see now. Like he's just losing everything. They gave him like seventy-two mil, dude. What the? Phil uh, so he's the worst. Horrible. Um. So what are we doing next? Uh. So okay, I, I would have went with Stephen Adams. He seems to be the perfect kind of. Yeah. Other guys just like hated. Yeah. Other big men just are drawn to him to to, to try to hammer him and foul him. Um, my power, so for power forward, I went with Trevor Booker. Um, he just, he's one of those in your face kind of defenders. Uh, you know, he's not scared. He doesn't back down from anybody. He can actually play some ball. He's, he's a good player. Um, so Trevor Booker was my guys for my agitator. He's a, if you're going to a street fight, you want Trevor Booker in your corner. I think so. He's my agitator power forward. Nice. Well, at small forward, I know everyone thought I was going to go with a certain dude from Golden State, but no. I'm going to. I'm taking my talents to South Beach Ooh. and going with James Johnson. Wow, that's nice. That's <laughs> good. Pick. I like Johnson. that. This guy's been balling this year for uh, for Miami. He brings grit, toughness, and and a whole lot of exactly what they need. And um, I don't believe in them in the playoffs, but he he's definitely not someone uh, that you want to be matched up against. No. Yo, I heard a story that like I guess they, they were they had shoot around and like two or three balls got stuck in the net at once, and he was doing spinning jump kicks. Kicking the ball he's out got, of there. He's got like a black belt you guys hear or about something, that? right? I'll send you guys an article, man. But yeah, they were say, like, like they said nine, like the sixty. He's got a black yeah. He's, he's like oh, he's he does some kind of take yeah, yeah he's some kind of martial arts. Kind of, uh, go ahead, yeah. like MMA. Yeah, yo, he's got to be worse than Booker at that point. Then, <laughs> like, like they, say, kind of, they said like. So you guys remember him, right? He's been around for a while. But they said he lost like thirty pounds. Oh yeah, into this season, and now he's like yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's insane. Yeah, nice man. It's a good pick. Good pick. Um, I, I would have went with PJ Tucker. 
that one, but uh, that's a great pick, actually. I like that, James Johnson. Is it me? Is it, am I up next? Uh, I, I, I should, no, no, no. It's Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shooting Josh. guard, shooting yeah. guard. All right, so for shooting guard, another maybe obvious pick, but I'm going to go with Born Ready, Lance Stevenson. He's back. He's back on the Pacers. He's back. Oh, my God. You probably don't want him on your team if you're not living in the year 2013, but here he is. Um, the dude blew in the year of LeBron James, and ever since then it's just been chaos. Chaos. <laughs> oh, my God. He's he's constantly you know, he's switching teams, and he's always making bad decisions on the court, but he's annoying everybody by doing it. So recently he did it against the Raptors and Tucker and DeRozan. He scored a layup in the last, like, five seconds when the Pacers were blowing out the Raptors. I thought Tucker was going to lose his mind. He was so close to knocking him out. It was crazy. Uh, and then – You know what? i got to say this. Hey, I know – Anybody, all Raptors fans out there, I gotta say it. That was your players really were whack about that <laughs> thing. That was like well, the wackest about, thing like, I've seen in a while. What about the McGee thing though? It's like the same kind of thing, right? No, and, and guess what? That's like that's Brandon Jennings at six, you know, three yeah. shoving a seven foot guy. That's at least it's that's dumb too, and he could have hurt that's somebody. True. That's dumb also. They followed they followed this guy young in his ear over to the bench. Yeah, I mean that was whack, dude. It was a he a did apologize after the game too. So, you know, and if I were him, I wouldn't apologize for nothing because that's that. Look, you can they could have been irked, and I'll say this: if they came after the game and said, you know what, we'll remember this for next game. That was kind of classes what he did, but you know, whatever. We'll see him. Yeah. What do we expect from Lance? I would have respected them so much more than yeah. what they did. And I would have looked at Lance like, yeah, Lance, you were a jerk for that if they, they did that. So I'm sorry. I stepped, I stepped all over your pick. That's a good yeah. pick. Yeah, and I just want to remind everybody that in the 2013-14 season, he had five triple doubles in 16 games of 20-plus 20 uh, 20 points. So it, it, It's amazing how good he was in that perfect Indiana system. And then he took, like, the same money to go somewhere else because, obviously, I think him and, like, Paul George hated each other or him and Roy Hibbert yeah. hated each other. And then you know he just he fell off a cliff, so maybe he need, he needed to come back in. Yeah, um, my pick my pick for shooting guard actually was I was going to put Marcus Smart there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cheating, I know, but yeah. we know yeah. that guys hate him. Uh, and finally, so the final the final guy in our all agitator team. So um, we had who's our center for this team? Uh, Joakim Noah. Uh, Noah. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. Noah. Uh, power forward had Booker. Uh, then we had James Johnson at small forward. Born ready at shooting guard. I'm of course this is the easy one. I, I should have just mar- had Marcus Smart for for point guard. Yeah, Pat Beverly. Yeah, Pat Beverly is that guy every team loves to hate. Um, we know about him and OKC. They have history and him and Russ and almost every team. I mean, almost any game you're going to see him get one questionably cheap shot in. So Pat Beverly is definitely that guy. It's amazing. I saw you guys saw the night he had like twenty nine nine and eight or something when uh, James Harden was out. No, no. nobody else saw that. Okay, well, yeah, he he had a huge. Yeah, I don't don't either, really. No, it's fun. It's fun. I know I like him. I like him because it's just like it's a lab. It's a laboratory because all they're doing is shooting threes and trying to dunk, and it works. And they blow teams out, and it's it's almost scary because that's like the future NBA. So yeah, Pat Beverly is our is our is our point guard on our all agitator team. Um, I guess let's call this one the the Ron Artest (laughs) Award. And and I've got an honorable mention just because uh, uh, Matt Barnes has to be on this team somewhere on the bench. And and I want to throw uh, this idea to you, James. Um, I think someone who's building himself to be on this, Jalen Brown. Um, no, no, I don't think I he's don't kind really of on the agitator team. Like, 
Like, like he just no, plays with I such don't. intensity. I just think he's gonna like, like I think he's gonna be a good player. Uh, I, I, I just think he's gonna be with the, with such intensity, just get in your face that he's gonna be that dude on some level. I think he's he's gonna be too good to be the all agitator team kind of guy. I think he's gonna, but I, I don't. I think he just plays hard. I don't think he plays to ag- agitate. You know what I mean? So that's just that's me. What do you uh, think, Josh? Yeah, I'm kind of in agreement with you, but it reminds me of like you know those rookies that I mean. He, he's better, but remember when Stanley Johnson came in the league and, like, he was talking a whole bunch of smack, but then it just sort of faded away because he didn't play so well, and now Detroit's, like, you know, they are where they are, but I remember him coming in and just talking, talking, and I was like, oh, well, maybe this guy's going to be, you know, if not good, at least he's going to provide entertainment, and then, nope, he just sort of trailed off. But Jalen Brown, yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah I'm in agreement with you. I don't think at this moment I could see him as an agitator, but maybe. It's 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 definitely it's definitely Marcus Smart oh, sure. and his flopping and his his grabbing and toughness. That he's definitely that team. He's a team uh, agitator. So here, right, before we go, I know we're we're a little over time. Let me ask both of you guys this. This is some serious business. Three best out of three series, who wins? All our all intangible team or our all agitator team? Ah. Well, if I'm getting Nick Batum, I'm taking the all intangible team. Are we, are we, are we, I think James. I think I think James Johnson. Are we? Are we? We're taking everybody in their present form, right? Present state. Yeah, just oh, the team God. as it is. Yep. Noah's just gonna get roasted. So who do we got? It's what, it. It's Cody Zeller. Um, who's our power forward on the intangible team? Uh, 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 Taj Gibson. Oh. Okay, t- Cody, Taj, Batum, uh, Joe Johnson. And who's the point guard? We said Rubio and not Rubio. Who's the other guy? Uh, it was Rubio guess... or was who did we pass on him? Oh, okay. Well, Rubio or uh, Corey Joseph, whatever. Like, like if he didn't count, we'll go yeah, Rubio. Rubio. We'll go Rubio. So that's actually that's, that's not a, a bad team. In, um, in the wings, and a little bit of shooting with Batum and uh, all right, it's not bad. Joe Johnson and Batum, nice shooting and size on the wings. And then we against um, was it Steven Adams? Yeah, I Steven. We got Noah. We got Noah. Noah. What'd you say? Well, technically, Noah. So Noah. Oh well, technically that has to be Adams because uh, 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 Noah's injured, right? No, no, but it's not an NBA game. They, he can play pickup. That's fine. It's gonna be Noah Booker, James Johnson, uh, Born Ready, and Pat Beverly. Oh, God. Yeah, I think I've got the intangible mm. team. Uh, I think oh, that's so. That's so ugly. Booker against Gibson just killing each other if we say if we if it's not nba rules and we say no foul, like you just call your own foul but there's no fouling out i'm gonna i'll give it to the all agitator team the agitator team can score enough uh god uh, that's a good call well, lance is uh, just gonna be well, Beverly. if you put steve let's go steven adams and booker and and james johnson that's still yeah that's all right yeah we gotta go and yeah. intangible team wins yeah. that wins that matchup <laughs> All right, well, we're at the end of another one here. Josh, um, I want to say thanks for joining us here. Um, I know it was a little bit last minute, and I know we even sw- switched up the uh, uh, the topics on you just because uh, uh, we're haters and we like to do that. Is there anything uh, uh, coming up or anything uh, you want to give yourself a little, little pat on the back for while, while people are listening? Oh, I never pat myself on the back. That's that's crazy. But, uh, no, I thanks for you guys for having me. It's been fun. I love hopping on pods whenever I can. I don't do it very much, but um, – yeah, so, I don't know, you can find me at Howvolution on Twitter if you want to get at me and make fun of me for the things I've said. That's probably pretty likely. 
Um, and yeah, I'll have more content coming out on uh, pressbasketball.com soon enough, and uh, you can read me there. Oh, oh, he almost wanted to do the Pat Sajak voice there. He was so close. <laughs> Um, all right, and for uh, James, myself, uh, James, uh, as always, can be grabbed at Snotty Drippin', so you can make fun of uh, his picks. And I know he's gonna say the same about me, but you gotta like one of us, right? And I'm sporting you Phil, and uh, there will be one ring. Come on, like I'm, I, Dude, I'm trying to sporting, give sporting Phil. Phil, you're like you're that you're the <laughs> absolute worst. So. What? You're trying to combine sports and Lord of the Rings? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Get it all together, dude. See? You see what I'm saying? Josh, <laughs> Josh, I have a question for you, Josh, and we'll talk about it off the air. How do you feel about being a co-host on the show? We'll talk well, about I need it later. A, I'll need a cool nickname. I, 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 sporting Josh. Sporting Yeah, we'll think. <laughs> hey, sporting, sporting Evolution. We'll think about having you come step oh, in. That's actually a really good That's name. pretty cool. Yeah. That's going to be like, that's a good band oh, name. man. Oh, it's a good run. I mean, you could call you Phil Evolution <laughs> if you want. You know, I, 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 I think I was almost named Phil. Not gonna lie. I think I'm gonna go cry in the corner. Oh god. Okay, we're we, we've <laughs> fallen off a cliff here. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Hey, Josh. Give us a Josh. Give us a, a catchphrase on the way out. Oh man. Yeah, give us something, dude. Give us a. You guys give us a parting shot. Yo. You know yep. what, Phil? I take it back, Phil. <laughs> Phil, 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 you're not the worst. Josh, Yo, I got nothing, man. Right now. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Wait, Phil, give us a give. Phil, give us one your, your your crap catchphrases. I mean, your catchphrases. And when life throws you oh, lemons, God. turn it into a confetti of lemonade, because life falls from the heavens. Wow. See, I was trying to think of something good. I, I really <laughs> wanted to stream that way. <laughs> A confetti of lemonade. That's, that, I think you should be illegal in Canada. I'm going to call a Mountie to come and, and lock you up. <laughs>